You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Drive for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buffy said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to another edition of Five on the Floor Live. This is a post-game edition, NBA Finals-worthy. Game five, unfortunately, the Miami Heat lose 94-89. I am your host, Greg Sylvander, my co-host, Sean Rochester. Follow him on Twitter at SRochesterNBA and Brady Hawk. You know him at BradyHawk305. Tonight's floor plan, we're going to dissect the game five loss. The Heat did not go out like suckers, and I feel good about that. We're going to talk about what went well, but what ultimately they could not get over and what um, that means going forward just a bit. We're going to talk about that. And I want to reflect on this season because, to me, uh, it is a worthy run um, up there with some of the greatest that will hold near and dear to our hearts in Miami Heat history. So I think it's important to acknowledge that as well. Before I dive into any of that, we've got some fun stuff lined up for y'all just to kind of get you in um, in summer mode, but also to uh, to make fun of ourselves a little bit and to understand that this is fun and um, we... Uh, we want to, uh, you know, make you guys laugh along the way. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about the lead sponsor of our post-game show. She's probably in the comments here. Y'all know her. Lynette. A Aggressive Insurance is a broker agency servicing South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients representing the leading insurance carriers all throughout South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No drivers refused. Free phone quotes. Go to insurancebylanette.com. Again, the, uh, Insurance by Lynette is with two N's and two T's in Lynette. Insurancebylanette.com. She's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also call her 954-581-8800. Again, that's A Aggressive Insurance, 954-581-8800. A Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylanette.com. So, the heat of effectively the season is over a lot to unpack because it was a great run 
we want to um, definitely get into it all. But before we do, I think it's appropriate that we just um, look at some images of what may be happening in the near future for not only us, the Miami Heat, but also some of us at Five Reasons Sports Network. Here is the first gone fishing photo we bring to y'all as viewers. Look at Brian Fonseca. He has the catch of the day. Sean Rochester in the background with Tony Schwartz. Or is that Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero in the front grilling. And Depot is like, what the hell am I doing here? Kind of like he was in that photo with Tony Schwartz in Orlando. Haha, <laughs> that's a funny one. Oh, shit. Um, I, I like that. This was a great uh one that was put together here we definitely have gone fishing what's the next one we got oh we're catching fish mickey's out on the boat here so that we're not we're not pinching pennies we've got giancarlo navas jimmy with the dreads this is definitely in the bahamas yurt and alex is out there trying to pull the yurt on uh at the four agenda so that's a great gone fishing photo as well what else we got Oh, gosh. Here's everybody showing their catch. We've got Pat, Ethan, Spo, myself, Brady, and even Alf, Alphonse Sidney from Miami Heat Beat, makes a guest appearance showing our catches. Uh, just Notice not the cargo catches. shorts. Not Very accurate with the cargo shorts the on The cargo Alf, right? shorts are always in effect, and the, those old headphones, I don't rock those anymore, thank God. Y'all needed to tell me that I looked really old while I was wearing those. And I love being in a photo with Riley and Ethan. Ethan is never catching the biggest fish amongst us. Let's go to the – is there one more here? There it is. Uh, so we have Brady, and we have Cody Zeller, and we have Ethan, and we have them catching – what is those? Barracuda? I'm just going with Barracuda, even though it may be tuna. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not good at any of that. But um, this has been good stuff to start us off on a high note. They're go they've gone fishing, but tonight they, they didn't go out like suckers. Brady, I want to go to you first because ultimately we saw that Bam Adebayo came into this game and he was in takeover mode early on. What did you see from Bam that you liked? Because I liked a ton. So just early on, we're, we're focusing in on game five specifically, not the full series. What did you like from Bam Adebayo early in a game where Jimmy – clearly was not going to be as aggressive as Bam uh, ended up being. I mean, yeah, you found a rhythm with the short jumper, like that that pre-all-star break dotted line jumper, he started falling. We saw him get going as a roller. They started hitting him over the top. I wish they had somebody on the floor like Tyler Hero that could hit him on the over the top a little bit more often because it felt like they just don't have that guy to get Bam uh, kind of behind the second level. Uh, but he was doing good things. He was doing good things in the mid-post on the face-up. I said throughout the game, I'm watching uh, – kind of them go to Jimmy in this mid post. I know we'll get into Jimmy, but it was like, give all of those reps to Bam Adebayo right now, because he's the guy that you should be working through right now, because he has a flow. He has a matchup that is actually probably better than the Jamal Murray on Jimmy thing, just because uh, Jokic did not want to get another foul at that point in the game. Like it, it felt like they had to go to that a little bit more, but he got himself in the flow, but it, it, it just hurts when, when Bam has a flow and nobody else has a flow, that is never really a good formula because his general formula is usually to get going offensively and then kick the shooters, and he just never had the shooters to kick to. It's not even the the fact that they're staying home on shooters. I know that's been a kind of a big emphasis, but it's the fact that they didn't have any shooters that were capitalizing. It just it's really that simple. And when you have a game 
uh, to kind of look full picture in this game, 94 points by the Denver Nuggets. When you hold this offense to 94 points, it, it sums up what we saw from them offensively, I guess, as a whole. Like it just bam out of bio with a big first half or even a, a really solid offensive performance in general is just not enough at this point. So, uh, yeah, the, the offense really was kind of the the big takeaway. Listen, I don't want anyone ever to question Bam Adebayo on the biggest stage. And is he good enough to be on a championship team? He is that guy. I don't care. He is a winning basketball player. He does what needs to be done. Um, and whatever is asked of him, he figures out a way. Shout out to Bam Adebayo for this NBA Finals. I feel like it was a redemption based off of the fact that he never got the chance to kind of finish the way he wanted to in the 2020 finals. I know it's not the result that he wanted. They'll come back better from this, Bam Adebayo included. Uh, Jonathan McNamara with the uh, super chat. We really appreciate this $100 donation. I uh, said, what a ride. Loved, hated this ride so much. Laugh out loud. Seriously, though, thanks for all the work you guys do. Jonathan, we appreciate that. That's super dope of you and very um, gracious as well as uh, kind of you to be so generous to give uh, that type of donation. We'll make sure it gets in the right hands. These folks above me, as well as our producer and such, because uh, we uh, we love making this co content for y'all this has been a great season so thank you very much we genuinely appreciate that i want to take a moment to just park everything else we're talking about and acknowledge somebody like you who's been so generous also uh with the five dollar donation edward bryan comes in with one jimmy ended the playoff soft two hero was the answer to our much needed offense three we need dame let's let's talk about this for a minute uh sean jimmy um tonight what did you make of his game? What did you make of the fact that he clearly didn't look like himself? He went, got to the cup but didn't take shots, but also just other stuff went in from deep. It was just such a weird Jimmy game. What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, we talked in playback about how it felt like he was going to have a spurt, you know, and he and he did have a spurt. It, I did not think that it was going to be from him shooting uh, almost flat, not flat-footed, but like off the ground, springy three pointer. And, you know, I didn't see that coming, but you know, it's hard to make excuses for him because we know that he was hurt. But at the same time, we just got to understand that he went out there, even in the box score, 21, uh, three and five, three steals, which was unexpected. He hasn't been doing that lately. The defense ramped up. And I think that's a, you know, a product of how Denver only had 94 points, but he just didn't have enough in the tank to get us through. And um, it's unfortunate because you look back at the Lakers finals, we felt like we could have won if Jimmy or uh, if Goran and Bam were healthy. And now you look at this one and you're like, could we have competed if Jimmy was healthy? I know. And Nakia said it via tweet. And I'm going to mention it now. Diego Rojas says for um, the donation, thank you so much for your work this season, boys. Thank you. Uh, Nakia said, it's a fact. Jimmy is not playing with the same burst as he was against Milwaukee. End of discussion. And if he was, this series would have been different for me. I will not be talked off of that point. But you know who showed a huge spark? The bench. The bench was unbelievable. Kyle Lowry played huge minutes when Gabe looked like he just couldn't contribute. Caleb Martin came in, played great. There were moments where I feel like um, – all of the the bench guys had moments that were were clutch. Brady, you talked about it in your 
uh, key takeaways in terms of the bench unit providing a spark overall the bench unit in this series but then specifically for game five we're going to pivot to uh just talking more about the series in general and the season in general here in a bit but for this game in particular what we saw from the bench group specifically kyle specifically caleb uh what did you what did you make of that group yeah i mean stat line wise like guys like kyle didn't jump off the page because they were a little inefficient but i thought he was like the one guy that settled their offense, like everybody's looking around for Kyle at any point in the game to kind of settle them into what they want to get to. They were getting to the Kyle Van pick and roll late in the game, but Kyle hit big shots throughout. He put them up to any end of the fourth quarter with that two for one deep three. Uh, and then to continue on the bench, and I'm going a different direction than you, than you pointed at the Cody Zeller minute. Like I I'm still confused about that, that 60 second stint, because it really just didn't make sense how we're talking about, Oh, well, Tyler here didn't play in the first half. He's not playing in the second half. Cause you're not going to throw a guy in cold. And then a, in an elimination game in the fourth quarter, Cody Zeller gets a cold minute and it looked cold because so it, a quick turnaround, quick five point turnaround. All of a sudden now you're down four, calling a timeout a minute later. Like that is just a tough thing to handle. And I thought in the first half, Highsmith got a, a minute or two, and I thought his, he, he had an immediate impact. He immediately guarded Jokic. They get a steal. They go in the other direction. I was like, like I don't understand why he's not playing more in general. Like th- That is just another conversation, I feel like. But if you're going to give Bam a break for a minute in the fourth quarter, why not go to Haywood Highsmith? That, that is the big question of the day for yeah. me personally, just seeing that, that Cody Zeller, that, it was just a, a wild stint to me. And that summarized a lot of the, you mentioned the kind of summary, <laughs> giving a summary of the series for, for the bench. That was the negative part because I just, I, I don't understand how they just kept going back to that and not adjust away from that. But you're right. They did get good stuff from Duncan and specifically early in the series. I thought they got good offense from him even later in the series. Caleb uh, kind of changed the pace. It seemed like early in this game, as much as Kevin Love was big in that last, in that game four, I didn't. This did not feel like a Kevin Love game whatsoever in Game Five. It felt like Caleb changed the pace. He had a little bit more movement. He got the ball going in the open floor. Kyle fed off of that. Uh, so yeah, they just the bench at least put them in a nice direction. Whereas you know Max had a decent start. Gabe Vincent was not what you wanted him to be. Kevin Love was not what you wanted him to be. And then as we talked about with Jimmy, Jimmy was just extremely inefficient. So when you're getting three starters that are playing like that. Uh, it's just a tough thing to be in. And it's luckily the bench kind of clawed their way back into it to keep making it a game. But yeah, I'm going to continue to come back to the offense. Cause we're that we talk so much defense dealing with this Jokic Murray thing. And then you, I keep coming back to looking at this, the fact that you hold them to 94 points. They did enough defensively. They You're just right. could not hit shots. They just You're simply right. just didn't hit shots. 25% from three. That sounds bad for Miami except for the Denver shots, 17.9%, 18% from three. So essentially this was a game that Miami could have won. This was the profile of a game by Denver that Miami could steal, and they just did not have enough to get it done. Jason comes in with the donation, 499. We do appreciate question, Bam. He had 14 at the half and finished with only 20. Spo, Spo was just as bad as Jimmy these finals. Uh, I'm not going to get into that discourse today. We are kind of recapping tonight's game um, as well as this uh, run in general. I do think that there are questions to be had. Corb says Jimmy was 100% injured. Anyone who watched this team can see he had no lift in his legs. Great season. Proud of the team. We appreciate that as well. By the way, until there was four to five minutes left in the game, did you guys see the the lift he had on his jumpers late in that game when it was like time to lay it all out there? They kept replaying specifically the one where he got fouled. He got up on that jumper. It was like, where has this been? I feel like he was just emptying it all at that You're point right. in the game. 
But every jumper that he hit two threes in a row and then had that one, and man, was he getting up on those. You're right. But he couldn't do that every single game. And that no. gets really difficult. Uh, I'll read this one more and then we're going to go to an ad. FT3 comes in with Jimmy's nonchalant approach was really disappointing regardless of the injury or not. That being said, we needed a total overhaul of role guys. Length at the, at the length and athleticism is severely lacking. Denver exposed that. Uh, I disagree vehemently with almost everything you said. I think that they got to the NBA finals and that shows that basically players that they had are ultimately good players because they're in the NBA finals. And so I ultimately am not going to take a negative comment and feed into it. So on we go to this ad. And I want to tell you about a great sponsor. He has been with us throughout this entire uh, playoff run. And that is a big heat fan mortgage by So you need to go to mortgage by or you can call 954-651- 2057. Why do you want to get with mortgageirosh.com? Because if you need a quick purchase, he's got you covered. Competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%, fast closings, most in less than 20 days. I mean, that is super quick. Credit score starting at 620. He can help you out. First home buy, first time home uh home buyer programs, excuse me. Uh buyer borrower assistant programs available to help do with down payment and closing costs. So this is the guy, mortgagebyarash.com. That's mortgagebyarash.com. Big Heat fan, 954-651-2057. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So bigger picture. I'm going to start by asking, um, are either of you upset Tyler Hero didn't play tonight? But then overall, I want to get bigger picture than that. Uh, Thoughts on this run, thoughts on the season in total, but really more this run because we all know what the regular season was. And I don't know what that, what value add me getting you to analyze that has anything to do. So this run in general, Sean Rochester, how do you feel about it? First, I'd like to know your Tyler thoughts, um, just to clarify those and get those on record for those that are keeping those records. Dun, dun, dun. Um, But then also just your perspective on this run in general. So in the Tyler camp thing, I just never expected him to play. If you're going to allow us to play the results, we lost by five. Could Tyler went out there and got you six points? Maybe. Could he went out there and given up more points? Maybe. Um, I, I just didn't think it was realistic and it wouldn't have been fair to him. I don't feel like, especially if he's not a hundred percent or close to it uh, in terms of the run. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, talking to somebody about the heat and, I went to back-to-back games right at the end of the regular season, one in Philly, and then drove down to Washington. And in that Washington game, they sat everybody. And I was driving back from that game. They got just absolutely destroyed. And I was like, well, it's like a week left in the season. Like, there's no way. I was listening so late at night, you know, driving back the five on the floor of the post game that you guys put out. And I was like, there's no way this is going to continue, right? I had seen enough games at that point. We all had. There's no way this run is happening. And – what eight weeks later now we're just finishing this up 
Um, so while it stings and it should not be, you know, we make excuses and we just, you know, gloss over the loss because there were things that we could have done. There were winnable games in this finals. Um, I think at some point you step back and look at the run and you appreciate what happened because it was a pretty magical run through the Eastern Conference, even though it fell short in the finals. To me, it's the best non-championship run in Miami history. And Jimmy Butler's four years in Miami are the best four-year window of Miami Heat basketball besides the big three run. Yes, including the run if you go 0304-0405-0506-0607. Even though Dwayne gets a championship in that run, I think this run with Jimmy taking a five seed and an eight seed to a finals, it rivals it. And it's huge also that he got to the conference finals. Brian Fonseca has joined us. Hey guys. Um, so I, I will ask you this as somebody who's not as close to this emotionally as me, when I tell you that the Miami heat in 0304 got to the second round as a four seed who won 42 games, Dwayne Wade was a rookie lost to the Pacers in six. It was Dwayne Wade's coming out party. They then traded for Shaq, lost in the conference finals to the Detroit Pistons in seven games, won the championship in 06 against uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and then lost to the Chicago Bulls in the first round the following season. Is that a better run than what Jimmy just did in these four years? We're just in this four-year run, from your perspective, getting to the conference finals once, the finals twice, with five seeds and eight seeds, there's that one obvious uh, sweep mixed yeah. in there. How do you feel about me comparing those two? They got a title, so it's hard. However, th this is more unprecedented, right? So this, I think, should feel like to everybody a little bit more, I don't want to say house muddy, but it's like nobody, nobody saw this coming because they have the most playoff wins in the NBA the last four years with 38 since Jimmy Butler signed there, that's the stat. Since Bam Adebayo became all defense for four straight seasons, all four seasons, he's been a starter in the NBA. He's been one all defense and two top five in defensive player of the year voting all four years. He's the only NBA player to have done that each of the last four years. And I think certain things are clear in what needs to happen going forward that we're going to have a lot of time to get into. But in terms of comparing those runs, I mean, this one is just more like improbable because the two teams that got to the finals were not teams that anyone thought would get to the finals. Last year, I didn't think a lot of people thought they were going to get to the finals either. And they were a shot away, right? It wasn't like they got a one seed and a two seed into the finals. They were a five seed in 2020 and they were an eight seed this year, right? And they, they were three minutes away from not getting into the playoffs at all. So I think this is how this should be looked at. And it also sends a signal that, and this is one of the things that you did. I'll get, I'll, get, I'll do this really quickly because I'm not going to spoil the whole entire offseason here. But one of the things that you also did is increase the value of a lot of guys throughout this run. And they were not like, if you just look back and think about it, yes, we talked about all the scenarios, all the things that they can do last year, whatever, Really looking back on it, it was really going to be tough to do a lot of those things. Moving Duncan Robinson required one, maybe even two first-round picks. Moving this guy required this or whatever. This year, though, you actually have some things you can do, and you're going to have to do it because Jimmy Butler is going to be 34, and in year 13, 
Bam Adebayo has made another step, and he was their best player in the NBA Finals this year. So you have some things you can do to continue to stretch this run out. You know they're the Heat. They're going to be competitive. Y'all can't take that for granted. But at the same time, this was an incredible run for them. Even though they lost in five, they did go down swinging. They ran out of gas, and they lost to the better team, and I think that's it. Manny jumped in here, so he has a comment. Go ahead. Yeah, no, listen, I just think that I'm going to use one of them, Alex's phrases. At the end of the day, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, um, listen, we are all Heat fans, first of all, on this platform, as there's millions of us all over the world. And to lose four NBA finals is not a heavy take. You know, it's, it's a heavy take to accept in a sense. But you also show appreciation to how you got here. Yeah. And I think what Sean just said, driving thousands of miles to games that after those two games, he was like, we're not going to go nowhere. Brian's perspective, I thought Brian, he actually made it as a whole. Like those are things that, in quite honesty, after what? I think, it, I think for me personally, when we lost that Knicks game at home, when Randall hit that game-winning shot mm-hmm. or whatever, I thought it, that, it was yeah. – Greg, me, you, and Sean did the post that. Oh, my gosh. Me and you did that When post. Brooklyn beat them at home, no we were all like, do we really have to do this show? There was like 20 of those games, by the way. We could bring up like 25 <laughs> you I think Brady you, said it best. You know what, Manny? And that's the one that I – that's the game. That game, I thought they were done. Oh, I was like, "There's absolutely. no this team, is, this team is done. Like, it's mm-hmm. – it's, go into the offseason whatever it's, i thought they were done at that point and now right. they got to the finals it's been unbelievable and i'm i've been queuing up brady for last because i and i for a specific reason and so i'm gonna uh get off a couple of my thoughts just to to get them in here although i know that i do that too much anyway i the more that i think about it when i sandwich that run in with that wade's uh rookie year i don't know that it maybe comes out ahead because of the fact that it was the first championship ever, but it's damn close. And the fact that I can say that is crazy. We're going to talk more about that later. The Heat have so many levers to pull now where they can really go all out. I think that there's no reason that the Jimmy and Bam and the rest of this group, Eric Spolstra included, have given – and Eric Spolstra has an extension and a decision coming up too, so they got to keep him happy. They've given Miami no reason to not go all in with everything they have Mm -hmm. to bring this team as much talent as possible because they've proven they'll drag whoever the hell you give them Mm -hmm. to the damn conference finals or the finals. So imagine what, what if you go drag players that um, are, you know, seasoned guys ready to do this now. So I think that that's super positive to look forward to, but um, the tax is going to force them to Greg. Correct. And also the thing is like, the heat are going to have to trim back spending. This is for another episode, but I just, when you start to hear that around the media, everyone remember this, not just the heat, but every team is going to have to make really tough decisions on guys. And you're going to see players get released or traded for nothing. You're going to say, why the hell did that happen? Because the whole league has to recalibrate financially. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see them navigate. Miami can be opportunistic in a way that they couldn't be a year ago. They had the 18th pick. There's lots of upside here. They're in a better position than we could have ever imagined them be just even before the playoffs started. So a lot of positive here, but I want to end uh, at least this part of it uh, before I uh, give the um, final uh, shout out to a sponsor as well as take the final comments. Cause we do want to go out with comments from all of our viewers 
Brady Hall, you were around the team the most out of everyone on this panel. Um, they they talked to you on a regular basis. You were around the team. What were your final takeaways on this run? Not just game five, the run in general, the team in general, how you um, absorbed the playoff run, being in the building, being around the guys, the questions you got to ask. Uh, your perspective is probably the most interesting out of all of ours. The floor is yours. I mean, I feel like my perspective is pretty similar because I even remember specifically like after the Hawks playing game, we were sitting there. I remember me and Alex were like, man, we're not even able to cover one playoff series. We can't even cover. We're like, and then they won the Bulls game. We're like, okay, we get to cover at least, we just get to cover two games because everybody's saying it's going to be a sweeper in five. They're going to lose. So we get to cover two games. And then here we are in the NBA finals. So that pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, but I think there's a lot of things to take away from it. Like it's the, it's the fact of the way it started. I was looking back at, at the clip of when Tyler got hurt earlier. And I was like, this Buck series feels like months ago. Like it literally feels like so long ago. And then that's only the beginning of the playoffs. Imagine how long ago training camp feels the start of this season. And, and there's certain parts of this season you look back on that you will not believe is from this season. It feels like a season ago or two seasons ago. It really is wild that we went from the Deadman complaining to the Zeller complaining. We went from there, there's just been so many full circle moments, uh, but the playoff run has just been crazy. Like that's to say that, uh, we talked so much before that game seven in Boston, where it was like, just get to the finals. And you'll, if you can just get there, you'll feel better about it. They got there <laughs> like they did, but it just took a toll on guys like Jimmy Butler to get there. And then the other thing I'll say is, cause you mentioned the interview stuff. The one part that I think is interesting is like, I feel like there's been a lot of heat on, on, on Jimmy just because of his post game comments and all these press conferences and his things. I really don't buy into that because I honestly don't, think they're like in the same situation if he doesn't have that type of mindset and personality like he walks into that stuff and he's basically doing that stuff to for every other player on that roster to say follow me because if i have this much confidence in myself in this team you're gonna have this much confidence and you've seen what the role players have done in this run we could talk yeah. about individual guys i guess on a game-to-game -game basis or this guy not showing up but from an overall perspective of this playoff run the role players have showed up like they've had huge moments in in series to series basis, uh, and I don't think that happens if they don't, if Jimmy is not instilling the confidence that he has been in them. So I'm not one of those people that is sitting here and dissecting every word he says when he says they're going to go into the next game and get one. Yeah, like who is not going to say that? Who doesn't think they're going to go into the following game and get a win? Any player in this league thinks that. So uh, that part was just funny because I just feel like I've seen that the most of of people getting mad at that. If you want to talk about him and his injury and stuff, that's a different story because I don't even think we can, because if he's not going to admit it, if people around him aren't going to admit it, if the team's not going to admit it, how are we going to sit here and evaluate his injury? If anything, we have to sit here and talk about it. Like it's not anything to deal with because if they're not going to act as if it was, we probably shouldn't. So that's a different story. But in terms of the interview stuff, I feel like that's been the main, main takeaway, but yeah, it's been a crazy run that it, it feels like it's been three years. Yeah. And uh, to see your rise, just like it's, and I know you don't want me to to go through a diatribe of all the cool things, but I'm going to just say a couple things to turn on sports center and to hear your voice was super cool because you got in questions with all of the top guys. So like, um, this has been a super dope run for you as well. And uh, we are lucky to have you on five on the floor. Um, 
Brett, Brian, Sean also as well throughout all the se- the se- the the games, the series where Ethan and Alex and Brady usually is all in the game at the games. We've kind of had our own co- cohesive unit, so it's been a dope run overall. Um, Want to tell you about a great sponsor, and it's one that I've been shouting out since day one. Y'all know them. Are you a South Florida property property owner with an insurance claim? dealing with water, mold, fire damage to your home or business. If you're having trouble, you need to locate a five-star general contractor, fully licensed, certified, and insured. Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, 60 years of combined experience. Michael, Robert, George, and the team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. Uh, when an unexpected damage d- occurs, Water Cleanup of Florida is licensed. They provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require. So they are also now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets. So Premier Kitchen, Bath and Laundry, Cabinetry, Countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing and at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or if you prefer to shop from your home or office, go to Water Cleanup. Um, they will send a design specialist to you with samples. Uh, so that's a really cool new program. Call Michael in the town on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. Or visit the website that you're seeing right now, wcufl.com. Again, that's wcufl.com. 954-579-0356, Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts, and UD has the guts. Let's not get lost in the fact that tonight is Udonis Haslam's last game as an active member of the Miami Heat as a player. He um, undoubtedly will have his number retired. His place in Heat history is cemented. His legacy is all that and then some. And um, so I just want to go out and say thank you, Udonis Haslam, for all of uh, what you provided this team. It is uh, is just poetic justice that the Heat made this type of finals run with this group, the underdogs of underdogs as an eight seed with you as the captain. So um, what, a, what a career. And so I just want to call out Udonis Haslam. Uh, any final takes from anybody? We're going to take a few comments, so maybe that'll prompt some takes. Uh, Manny, if you want to throw them up. I've talked enough here. Uh, so how about a comment and somebody else grab it and talk about it? We'll do a, maybe two or three of those and then get out of here. All right, I'll take the first one. The Dark Knight, 36310. Spo is stubborn. He would not use his bench. Heck, he did not want to use love. He gets all the credit when it's his stars like Wade, the big three, and Butler. Um Look, I don't know what other buttons you press in in game five of a series, late in the series. There's really not a whole lot of buttons to press. You know, we poked holes in the Zeller minute. I think I can understand that criticism. The Highsmith, I think he could have played more. He had good minutes. But look, guys, I don't think this is a spoke problem. It's a uh, fatigue, injury, lack of execution. At the end of the day, you got to within five of a very good team. The Nuggets shot, what, 18%? second worst three-point percentage of their season, you had a chance. You just couldn't capitalize. So thank you for your uh, comment. Oh, let me take this one. <laughs> From FT3, uh, thank you for the donation. Sorry for the transaction talk, but Dame, 
Uh, but is Dane that realistic when Portland has a cheaper hero on the roster and Simons? DeJounte seems like a realistic swing and actually gets you a real two-way threat. So uh, two things on that. One, uh, I tweeted out, partially as a joke, uh, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, three first-round picks, two second-round picks for Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic uh, because you may need to take back his contract too so that you don't have to give up a million draft picks. Um, but I... In. I think I think ultimately, if they do get the Damian Lillard trade done, one you could do it. You could actually do it this year, right? If because Portland's at a crossroads, and we're gonna find out a lot about Portland in the next ten days. You're right because Anthony Simons is on that roster, Damian Lillard's on that roster. If they don't make a trade for a vet, we know and where this is going. Scoot Henderson is number three overall pick, uh, most likely, or Brandon Miller, but it'll most likely be Scoot Henderson. Um, if he gets drafted. And they don't use that to get somebody else, then you're gonna look at Dame and be like, all right, is it time to move Damian Lillard? Now, I don't think Dame is gonna ask out, but I think Portland, if they're smart as an organization, yeah, you should draft Scoo Henderson, move on from Damian Lillard. If that ends up playing out, Damian Lillard says Miami, he's already said that they'd be on his list and they didn't That's win a championship. Thing. So he has to say Miami. Miami has to be on some sort of list, and that list can't be a long list. But if he does, then yeah, you have the the facilities to do it. I do think though, Greg, probably a three team deal, maybe yeah. even a four team deal, to to make it a little more palatable. Like maybe Atlanta gets in there and John Collins goes somewhere, or maybe somebody else. But I think that I think that it's going to be moving parts. I think Dame is feasible. I'm not sure about Dejounte Murray. That's probably a Greg question. Um, they can do that, and it'll be more palatable. But I don't know if they're dealing straight up with Atlanta. No, not for DeJounte Murray. I think that they're going to look elsewhere. Think bigger. Think bigger, folks. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it, it feels like this is this, the offseason. For Hero, they, think bigger. Yeah, I think this is the offseason that they take a big swing. Look, in 2019, they got Jimmy Butler. In 2021, say what you want, but they got Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, and Caleb Martin, actually. <laughs> Every two years, it seems to be the, the, the summer that they actually get busy. So this year, maybe it's Dame and something else maybe it's Beal and Porzingis whatever but uno mas Manny unless we have super chats probably do what we got Manny what we got Mm. I could take this one too if you want I'll take it I guess uh (laughs) says keep Gabe Struce and Caleb. Gabe and Caleb led this team in scoring during the East Finals, and Struce is a two-way dog off the bench as a is a stud keeper of all three of them. Um, let's Caleb let's just throw it around the panel. If you if you can, <laughs> Caleb's definitely there. If you can only keep one of the two, Gabe. who do you keep? We'll uh, we'll go. Okay, Gabe Brady. Yeah, I think it has to be Gabe, especially with the way Duncan. I think this playoff run, if it helped anybody on this roster, and yeah, it's obviously the guys that are in a contract year, but it's been Duncan, man. <laughs> like that, yes. that makes it an easier decision, I think, okay. for Gabe is the way yeah. that Duncan has played, where you can plug him in, especially if you're looking to get the guys you're talking about. And I feel like it's wild to be having offseason talk on the Not night. Yet. Least, but Thank we you, at Brady. least can we give it 24 no. hours, please? Yeah. Why, why are people Amen. saying in the chat that right yeah. someone said last time Riley got somebody big with Shaq? I just told you that he got Jimmy Butler four years ago. Yeah. People people and, are and also let, let, let's be real. Kyle Lowry, though it hasn't panned out in the way he that he drafted Bam out of bio and Dwayne Wade. Oh, but also Kyle Lowry was I think the biggest acquisition that offseason. Wasn't wasn't he not? Two years uh, ago? 
Uh, here, here's a comment from he, Jeff. He was Thanks one of the that. top. Yes, he was Thanks the guy that was courted by the sports. Pelicans and the late, like there were there was actual interest in Kyle Lowry. People forget that. Oh, yeah. because He wasn't the same Kyle New Lowry. Orleans here. and Dallas. That um, was a huge acquisition. Jeff King says, thanks for the season five reason sports. Damn Denver played like trash tonight, but still grinded a win. Still a heat fan for life. Uh, word up for that. We're going to get into the offseason. I don't want to go too deep in that. I, I really just want to commemorate a great season. I know, Brian, and you'll go on um, th- this forever. Thank you, Chef, for logging off now at 4.23 a.m. in the U.K. Thank you, Greg, Alex, Brady, Ethan, Jonathan, and everyone else for making the season bearable. Much love to Five Reasons. We appreciate that as well. Thank you to our sponsors, A Aggressive Insurance, MortgageByArash.com. That's MortgageByArash.com. Um, and then also, I uh, what was our last sponsor? Oh my gosh, water cleanup of Florida. Y'all know if they got the sh- if you got the schmutz, they got the guts. Uh, so thank you for all of them throughout this entire season. We're gonna have you covered. The draft <laughs> is coming up. Listen here, Heat and Nine, as Stunner Man so says, good. I like that. Uh, we're gonna have you covered. For, for the draft. I love the draft and the heater keeping the 18th pick. I, I presume. So that should be fun. So plenty of coverage coming your way. We appreciate everybody's support throughout the entire season, but we are out. The Miami heat end up coming short, but you know what? Only one team can be left standing and the heat got damn close. The culture ultimately prevails. And you know what? I'm going to end it by saying these two words. We won. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.